Welcome to the BWFA Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast series brought to you by Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. This podcast is informational and not a specific recommendation. Please consult with your financial advisor. Hello, this is Larry Post, Senior Tax and Planning Advisor at Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. And in today's discussion, I wanted to talk about estate planning 101, but even prior to that, it really should be called pre-estate planning. And really what I wanted to touch on was those questions and discussions you should have with yourself, your spouse, if you're married or significant other, and even maybe your children and grandchildren, depending on your age, but things you should think about before you meet with the attorney. Because there's a lot of questions that the attorney is going to ask that you may be able to uh, already have answered. And there's directions that the attorney will go, such as, you know, everyone should have a will, obviously. But then when you start getting into these other documents, whether it's powers of attorney, uh, in Maryland there's a special power of attorney, health care, proxies and who's going to make decisions for me. And then when you get even deeper into, uh, should I have a trust? Should I not have a trust? I've read things about it. I've gone online. I have a friend that has one. And then do you want the trust created at death or do you want it created before? A lot of this and a lot of these questions can be answered and the attorney that you meet with can kind of direct you quicker to the answers if you start thinking about things prior to the meeting. So let's just discuss things. First of all, estate planning, when we hear the term, it's not all about the estate tax. Most people in this country are not subject to the estate tax. So it's about something different. It's about typically the orderly ease of getting your assets to your next generation or your beneficiaries or whoever you decide to leave them to. It typically, you want to do it in the easiest, uh, most efficient way. Typically, we want to avoid probate, because what is probate? It's the process of administering your will through the court system and making sure that the assets that you own at your death go to the people that you specify in your will. The easiest way to simplify the estate process is through beneficiary designations. That is the most powerful estate planning, probate planning tool you have at your disposal. It doesn't cost anything. It's basically making sure that accounts that you have are set up in such a way that they are registered payable upon death. Now, we all know that an IRA or life insurance typically says, who do you want your beneficiary to be? And when that happens upon your death, it goes to that person. There's no courts. There's no probate process. Attorneys don't need to get involved. Why? Because the law states you designated a beneficiary. Well, you can do that on a lot of other accounts. You can do it on bank accounts. You can do it on taxable investment accounts. Things that you typically don't see a beneficiary designation form They can be set up in such a way that they are payable upon death. So if you and your spouse own an investment account at TD Ameritrade and it's a joint with the right of survivorship, one of you passes, it goes to the other person. But if you were both in an accident and both passed away, if it's set up with payable upon death, it goes right to the people you designate. Even if the designation is to a trust, 
it goes directly without going through the courts. The reason why people don't like probate as well, in addition to the court costs, because you pay the courts based on the value of your assets, you pay an attorney, it's also a public domain. Your will and everything that happens goes through the court system is all public, and anybody can see it. So that's why we want to avoid probate. So understand these are questions you should ask. And the biggest question I tell people is to ask, what do you want to happen to your assets when you pass? And most people think about, well, okay, I'm going to set up my estate plan for when I die at age 80, 90, 100. That's wonderful. But really what you should do, most estate plans we set up for the long term, but you have to think about the next five years. That's the key. Because if you passed away tomorrow in an accident, it's great that you thought about what you want to happen to your plan when you're 70 and 80, and your kids and your grandkids, and you may even have great grandkids. But what happens if you're 40 or 50 years old today and you just have children, no grandchildren, no great-grandchildren, and your children are in college or they're younger? If you drop dead tomorrow, was in an accident, you and your spouse, what happens to your assets? So though estate planning is a long-term thought process, it really is about the next five years because understand that most of estate planning can be redone. And that's why we tell people to review their estate planning documents, their wills, their trusts, and any other documents every few years to make sure that the people they've appointed and what's going to happen to their assets is what they want to happen. Your situation could have changed, your financial situation could have changed, and the people you're leaving it to, things could have changed. So think about estate planning as long-term slash I need to know what happens if I drop dead tomorrow, and that's the key. So it's, it's thinking about you know answering the questions, do I want to be buried or cremated? I need to put that around. Who do I want to be the executor of my estate if I have one? It's not a glorious job, I can tell you that. It's a lot of work, takes a lot of time, and so you want somebody who's very organized. Um, if you have a trust, who should be the trustee? doesn't have to be the same person, and that person should be a good, confident decision maker. They should be financially acute because there's a lot of financial things they're going to have to deal with. Totally different than a guardian of your minor children. That's the person who's going to raise your children as if they were your own, Right? Remember, you may be taking those children out of their house. They may have to move to another state. What is that impact if I appoint that executor versus I, a guardian versus I have another one who lives local? I have two siblings. Which one do I appoint? Well, what will be the least disruptive for your children? That's key. Uh, so think about things like that. Who would be the substitute if that person couldn't do their job? Who's going to make health care decisions for me? Again, somebody that has the ability to make tough decisions, not somebody who may allow their emotions to prohibit them from actually making their decision. So that's key as well. And, you know, who can make financial decisions for me? Maybe different than a health care decision. So don't think of all these people being the same, but think about who you would want to bring to the table just in general names, and then you can have a discussion with the attorney. Us at BWFA, we work with the clients and sit in those meetings with the attorneys and ask these same questions about, you know, let's think about the people you brought to the table today. Which one of them are financially sound decision makers versus which ones would be great at taking care of your young children, right? Think about all these questions. And that's the key to successful estate planning, as well as making sure that whatever you want to happen 
happens in such a way. But the key overall, I tell people, is to make it easier. People don't realize that when they have accounts spread out over 10 different custodians and they have their 401ks from the last five employers all there, that is not going to make your job easier for the that that what happens is a lot of money gets missed why you pass away and your executor has no idea that you still have your 401k from your job when you were 23 years old no idea it will just go it the money ends up at the the state as unclaimed funds because no one knows about it typically we don't get statements annually or if we get one statement a year your executor may not know and then by the time the next statement comes you've moved you know the, the house is sold and there's no mail so be real careful about consolidating that's one of the keys of consolidating it makes it easier if something were happening to you so this is just kind of a teaser podcast i wanted to kind of throw some some things out there my goal is to convert this into a larger webinar which hopefully by the end uh in the fall sometime i have the ability to present and really talk in detail more about these things um but my goal was to get people thinking about these things before they meet with the attorney and what they really want to happen to their assets is the key question if you drop dead tomorrow what would you want to happen? That's a great starting point for any successful estate plan. So uh, have a good day and take care. Thanks for listening. For questions, more information, or to schedule a conversation, please contact Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors. Past performance is no measure or guarantee of future returns. Investing in securities involves risk, including the risk of principal. The securities and services mentioned here may not be suitable for every investor. You should discuss these with your advisor prior to making a final determination based on your risk tolerance, your investment objectives, and your financial situation. Baltimore Washington Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor.